to episode six of the Free Money Podcast. Matt Jones here at the KS Bar, where in just a few hours, the guys from Barstool Sports are going to be here to do their radio show. And uh, they're down there setting up right now. And here's what I've learned, Drew Franklin. Yes. There's a big difference between the way we do radio (laughs) and the way that Barstool does radio and Sirius XM. You and I go on the road. We have one box. That's it. Ryan Lemon's possession. Two normally. headsets. All right, you're going to have to scoot back, Maria. I can't even see her. <laughs> um, two, two, one box, two headsets, and a, uh, and a plug. They seem to be able to launch a space shuttle from what they bought in here. Uh, yesterday, they were on the phone with not one, not two, but three different phone companies. They have a truck. Three park- phone companies. Yes, they have a truck in our parking lot with a satellite in the bed of it, like a pickup truck. Wow! Uh, and we were kicked off our own stage today. <laughs> so we were going to to tape this on our stage, where we always tape it. Where we always tape it. And they basically said, "No, get out of here." And and we were going to say, "Well, you know, we we own this place." And then I remembered, you know what? It's a perfect example of if you just say something forcefully, everyone will believe it. Because I ended up in my own place going, well, I mean, it makes sense. He's kicking me out. What am I going to do? It's their stage. I'm just lucky to be in their presence. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you see my face over the stage? Yeah, we'll leave. I'll get out because, you know what? There's other things that, uh, uh, that can be done. So there you go. Um, All right, so it is week six. This is sponsored by Liquor Barn, which is Kentucky proud and locally owned. Liquor Barn and Party Mart are where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. It's existed for over 30 years. It is nearly as old as Drew. Head to your local Liquor Barn store to stock up for game day. It's where you can get Kentucky's favorite wine, spirits, beer, and cigars. And pickles. Don't forget the pickles. And pickles. I got to keep promoting the pickles. You are big on the pickles. You can download the Liquor Barn app. And use the code GOCATS, and they'll deliver for free for a month. That really is a good deal. It is amazing. Like, the idea that you can, we could just sit there and get everything. Del- like, last night, I got food delivered from, like, Uber Eats. And I'm like, why do I ever leave? Pretty soon, KS Bar and Grill is going to be on Uber Eats. Why wouldn't it be? Because it's it's great food. And I went and – anyway, I digress. Go to liquorbarn.com to shop now. Go to a store near you or download the app and use the code GOCATS for one month of uh, free delivery. So what is happening down there? Uh, construction. Okay. So we are in the new KSR office, which is above KS Bar. Are we calling this Kentucky Sports Office? I think we should call it Kentucky Sports Office. Okay. I was having this conversation yesterday with Hubby. Hubby was like, if you run for senator, why don't you run as Kentucky Sports Senator? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Everything should just be KS Senator. We have the, the <laughs> KS Shot downstairs, the KS Sauce. Just yes. Kentucky sports, everything. We were unfortunately stopped from having Kentucky sports horse that we were <laughs> going to run at Keeneland. By the way, speaking of, since this is a gambling podcast, 
eighth race tomorrow, Limousine Liberals running at Keeneland. Oh, if you don't put all of the money boy. on that, then limousine, first of all, I feel like it runs every week. Limousine Liberal and Stormy Liberal have to be the most overrun horses in America. But I bet on them every time, and they always win. I will, I will keep that in mind. Um, all right, so last week, uh, for me personally, had a really good early start to the day, was hitting, hitting you know, games, got, the, got a few big-time plays, and then the second half of the day was a complete disaster. Mississippi State did not, not only did not cover against Florida, didn't even beat Florida, and then I had a whoopee-doo come-see-you parlay where I was picking home underdogs money line, which I spent 50 and it was going to pay $1,400, and Louisville blew it for me. Stupid Louisville. They but now just, think about that. They, they didn't just kind of blow it either. It looked, it looked like I'd won. I mean, I had – well, Kentucky hadn't played yet. Kentucky was at the centerpiece of it. I had like four teams that were all home underdogs. I picked them all to win on a money line parlay, $50 to win like 1400 and all of them won except Louisville. But nevertheless, even though it cost me $1,400, I'm still happy when Louisville loses. <laughs> is, is Petrino losing on purpose? Because no one in their right mind would have thrown the ball there. Well, I mean, I guess his thought was throw it, you get a first down, it's over. Because it wouldn't have been, it wasn't over if he ran it. They still would have gotten the ball with like 40 seconds left. But still, you run that three times and maybe get a first down or kick a field goal. They had a 99% chance to win. Yeah. Well, you also hope Puma doesn't throw an interception. That's true. Hey, Puma, <laughs> don't throw an interception. You know the other, other team to lose with 99% um, Who? percentage? Uh, Louisville basketball last year when oh, they Virginia, yeah, that was like ninety nine point nine. But even nine, but nine. even the Louisville Virginia one isn't as bad in some ways because it was just like like mistakes and turnovers. Like it was the natural course of play. That was just a coach's decision. Mm -hmm. I think he's doing it on purpose. I think he knew you had a parlay <laughs> and just didn't want to reward you. Well, fair enough. Uh, all right, so Phil Steele. Last week, three and one in his key selections. Ooh, good he has you, been Phil. three and one the last two weeks, and so his headline is college key selections six and two. And then he puts in percentage, or in parentheses, seventy five percent last two weeks. How many people do you think are gambling and don't know that six and two is seventy five percent? That he needs to put that in parentheses. I don't know. Uh, I actually hate to admit it. Had my first losing weekend of my Twitter picks. Did Mississippi State hurt you? And I don't know how many years. No, no, no. I took Cat's money line. Financially, I made money. No, no, no. Mississippi State, Florida. Oh, excuse me. I, I was thinking, I thought you said South Carolina. Uh, yes. And then I bet against the Hilltoppers for the second week in a row. And they won, right? Uh, can't remember if they won, but they covered. It was against Marshall. Marshall didn't yeah. cover. But yeah, I mean, I've been bragging that I can't remember the last time my Twitter picks mm -hmm. haven't been a winning record, and last week got me. Yeah. But honestly, we even said this on the show, and I said it in my tweets. I didn't like anything last week. I didn't love it. I really didn't even want to tweet anything because I knew I wasn't confident in what well, I had. The games I liked, I really liked. I mean, I really liked – I did that for the second straight week. I did the pick three games uh, tease and then also pick them straight up and won them both. Uh, we had West Virginia, Texas Tech. Um, what were the early games? Cause well, I, what mattered was the Bill Snyder sweater game they covered. <laughs> Kansas State went down 19-0 and came back to cover. And he was cold, and he looked yes. cold. He covered That was one of my cold. wins. That was one of my wins. What were the three I had there? You had West Virginia, Texas Tech. They all were going on at the same time, and none of them were close. Um, what were those other early games last week? 
Because uh, we sat here and watched them. Yeah, but I didn't have that one. We were watching them. Alabama. Yeah, that wasn't it either. It was – there was – well, whatever. Uh, anyway, the point was there was three, and I got those, but then Mississippi, Mississippi State killed me. You know, me when too. You, the, the thing is, when you believe too much in one game, that's always a terrible decision. Because I, I, I'm guilty of this. I'll tie everything to that one game. And then if you hit it, you feel good. Like, there's an NFL game this week. What's the – what is it? There's an NFL game, I want to say – it's the Rams in Seattle, and I think the Rams are like a seven or eight point favorite on the road. And there's a big part of me that just wants to parlay that with everything and take the Rams. But you do that, and then Seattle loses by three, and you lose everything. And that's what I—that's I, I, my weakness. I fall in love too much with one game. Well, for the fourth week in a row, my bet one NFL game for a lot of money and don't do anything else. Hit again, four and zero this year. It's kind so of boring, is, but. I mean, like I said, I've made a lot of money. You're better than Meyer Metcalf, who had a, yet another losing record picking straight up. This, this past week, I took the Patriots. That was my one. Oh, yeah, that was, that was, that was a slam even, dunk. Didn't even think about that. And by the way, Orlovsky and Myron Metcalf picked the Dolphins. That was stupid. You know what? There was a moment I could have, and I know everybody can say coulda, shoulda. On the Sunday games before the Sunday night game, I ended up going like eight and five or something like that. But – I lost every one of those overtime games. There was it was a couple play like I lost. I had the Eagles over the Titans, lost right at the end. Shouldn't been had the, the uh, Browns over the Raiders, lost right at the end. Falcons against the who did they lose right at the end? Against the Bengals right at the end. All those games that went to overtime. And the thing is, if they all those teams should have won, the Eagles should have won. The Falcons, excuse me, the Falcons should have won. Up in your own mouth. I'm just saying that. The NFL, you bet in the NFL is a full. Did, is a did you have Browns or Raiders? Well, I originally picked Raiders, and then Orlovsky's triplets picked the Browns, and their and their argument convinced me. I've never been so upset about a game as I was the Browns Raiders. Did you that watch guy it? got the first down and he the had. fumble? They got cheated. Yeah, the Browns find amazing ways to lose, though. I, don't I they? felt awful for him. Yeah, yeah. Do you like Baker Mayfield? I bought his jersey. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. I'm now the Browns are now my second team. Browns are my second after team. After being too. here with CB, one of our managers, and seeing the pain in his eyes yeah. after week one, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to join you. The reason the Browns are my second team is Rachel hates all sports with a passion, but she leaves a, like a glint in her eye for the Browns. Oh, what a miserable sports existence. <laughs> That's basically That's all it is, is her one. And so, like, it's the only time I can get a reaction from her about sports is if I say the Browns are leading. And she'll look up from her book and go, oh, good. And that's all I get. So that's why I'm there than my second team. All right, let's get started. Okay. For Phil, his four-star lock of the week, what's the spread on Virginia Tech, Notre Dame? It opened at five and a half. It is now at seven. Phil has Notre Dame winning by 17. Do you like Notre Dame going into Virginia Tech and covering that spread? What did Notre Dame do last week? Uh, I don't know. Played a game against somebody. They, they won. They beat Stanford. I think they beat Stanford. They did beat Stanford. Uh, yeah, I'll take Notre Dame. If it keeps moving, I'd be hesitant. I wish I had gotten the five and a half. If it goes any past seven, I would. Well, you know what I would breaks. do? <laughs> Tease-tastic. I think you tease Notre Dame. I mean, because Notre Dame, but the reality is this might be their last hard game of the year. You know, they play USC at home. So, this may be their – literally, they, they may go 12-0 and if they win this game. 
They could. They actually, I remember now they killed Stanford last week. Stanford's good. Yeah. So I, so I they, think Notre they, Dame. I think Notre Dame is definitely going to win. I would tease Tastic this one um, down to to a pick'em, but I, I like Notre Dame quite a bit. I agree with him that this is a four star. Uh, put it in the bar. There you go. Special. I'm going to bet it at the seven. Okay. Um, Florida LSU. It is down to two. Who's the favorite? LSU. All right. So, so first of all, Phil's got Florida. A Phil. lot of people have Florida. I saw, like, the, the sharp money is all on the Florida Gators. But, see, for me, I would take LSU. Me too. And the reason fact, is I, I think Florida is a perfect example of recency bias. Florida wins that game at Mississippi State. Everybody assumes they're good. Kentucky keeps winning, so they think, well, that loss wasn't that bad. I think LSU wins that game uh, and, and, and covers. What do you think? I do, too. I'm, that's another. Sometimes we make our picks, but we're not really betting them. It's just for the sake of conversation. That's one I will put my hard-earned money on. So we agree with Phil on one. <coughs> Excuse me. We disagree with him on this one. I, I, I would take LSU. Uh, you know, in the continuing debate over East versus West, it would be nice for the SEC East, however, if Florida won this game. It would. Because the East, we won against Mississippi State. Florida won against Mississippi State. The East is, you know, I think last year the East was like 1-13 or something against the West. This year could be a – or 2-13. and thir- Georgia won. But besides those, this year could be a year that the East does shows up. And Kentucky is number two to LSU in strength of resume, a loss to LSU. Maybe jump on me when it is. Especially if we beat A&M. Yeah, yeah, take that top spot. All right, now for his three-star pick, last week this was, of course, the revenge for the 2006 uh, Citrus Bowl pit over Central Florida, which did not work out for him at all. The pit players did not seem to remember that Citrus Bowl no. like he thought they would. No, they did not. I, don't, I still understand why he wanted to go back 12 <laughs> years for a revenge game. He has Buffalo Central Michigan. Central Michigan, a team we've followed quite a bit since we played them. Uh, the spread is seven and a half. Who? Buffalo. Right, he has Buffalo by 14 on the road. Now, you just can't just walk in to Central Michigan wherever that is. Let's take a guess real quick. What city is Central Michigan in? Well, it's going to be in the central part of Michigan. Maria, you, you get, Maria guess before you look it up. Well, then you have to look it up. Yeah, but guess before you do. Just guess a city. Abilene, Texas. She thinks it's in Abilene, Texas. Which I will tell you, if Central Michigan is in Abilene, Texas, that would be a very odd decision by them. Um, I think Central Michigan is in Hornsquall. I actually know it's in some place no one's ever heard of. Well, then say it. No, I don't know what it is, though, but it's – not a city anyone knows, so I'm well, going to go mean, with. Somebody uh, knows. I'll it. go with Kalamazoo. It, it's not. It's something like Hornswoggle. No, but it's or, definitely or, not a place. People between Kalamazoo, Hornswoggle, and Abilene, who do you think has the best chance of being correct? Correct. Uh, Hornswoggle. All right. Well, so. actually, Abilene. <laughs> I don't think Central Michigan's in Texas. Abilene. I have the answer here in front of me. What is the answer? Mount Pleasant. Oh, I would have never. I didn't even. I knew it was like not a city that people. You know, I didn't know there were mounts in Michigan. I thought it was mountain free. Nope, Mount Pleasant, right smack in the middle of Michigan. I feel like Central Michigan, pretty much all in all, is the worst place you could be. The uniform colors are basically white and vomit. (laughs) 
I mean, it, that's a hideous color that would they you, have. Would you like to know the notable people of Mount Pleasant? All right. The notable people of Central Michigan or Mount Pleasant? Of Mount Pleasant. All right. Um, Ruby D. Uh, no, but born in Mount Pleasant. Okay. Tom Crean. He's born there. <laughs> like, like that, that, you, that is the perfect place that Tom Crean would be born, a place that the colors are white and vomit. And he's the only one. He's the only I mean, person. I, I mean, other people were born there. but <laughs> yeah, Listen, even in Middlesbrough, we have Lee Majors. You're telling me there's not one other famous person except the most. I mean, there's like six on this list. Give me the who's on the list. John Engler, former governor. I Michigan. know that is. Okay. He's the he was the governor of Michigan. John Engler, yes. James Gerbs Bauer. <laughs> he was an astronomer. Now wait a minute. His nickname. Oh, here we go. Wait, hang on just a second. His nickname was Gerbs. Yep. Or his middle name was Gerbs. Nickname's Gerbs. That has to be something he did with a gerbil, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> hey, there's good old Gerbs. All right, who else? Uh, I actually found one I recognize. Matt Lafleur, offensive coordinator, L.A. Rams. That's not a great one. Who, Who else is on the list? Since you didn't know John Engler, um, Cindy Fig Courier, a pro golfer. <laughs> Did they call her Fig? Does everybody from Mount Pleasant have a nickname? <laughs> no, no, no. And fig is a is it's a hyphen last name. Oh, so she was born a Fig. She wasn't dropping the Fig when she when she married <laughs> when she married but Jim uh, Courier. <laughs> Jim Courier. <laughs> She's like you, Jim Courier. You are not taking away the Fig from me. That's about all. We, Dan Schaefer. Don't Wait, know. is that? No. No, that's Dan Marley. <laughs> okay. Who's Dan Schaefer? He is a country musician. I've never heard of that guy. Would he, you like to know his single? Yeah, give me give me what Dan Oh, just, he's way back. This is Wow, he has singles from 1968 all the way to 2016. Wow. Yeah. Uh There you go. Tom Crean, Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant's own Tom Crean. All right. So either way we're taking Are you taking Buffalo or Central Michigan? I mean, I have no idea. Buffalo killed Army or lost Army last week. Got killed. If that matters, it matters a lot. Central, so they're going to be they're going to be Central hyped Michigan for revenge. actually played well with Michigan State at Michigan State. You know what? I'll take the Chippewas to cover. You want to know the most surprising thing about Buffalo is that is where it is. And what I mean by that is it's closer and farther away than you think. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Cleveland, you're not as far from Buffalo as you think you are. But if you're in New York City, you're like 30 days away from Buffalo. Yep. And when we went there, all I really remember of our time in Buffalo is there was a downtown bus stop that had like 300 people <laughs> sleeping outside of it. I remember – I've said this before, and I believe it. The two most miserable-looking, decent-sized cities that I've ever been in on my travels. And, like, I've now been to every state but Oregon, and I will never go to Oregon, those <laughs> dirty Oregon people. You don't want to hit them all. I've hit 49. The most depressing two cities are both Syracuse and Buffalo. Upstate New York has a level of depression that is hard to describe, and I agree with you. In Buffalo, it seemed like the whole city just hung out at the bus station. Uh, I like hearing NFL players talk about their time in Buffalo. Uh, T.O. crushed it. He said he just went to, like, Applebee's every night. Yeah, but they all get pregnant. Well, there's no uh, Carlos th- Williams. Yeah, there's a stain. It's like the Buffalo kid. Carlos Williams, uh, I think, yeah, NFL player, just recently had a kid, and he said, I play for the Bills. There's nothing to do. No, no, there's a phrase in the NFL that is for having kids in Buffalo, that that there is a, like, oh, 
if you have a kid, you're like a lot of times you must have been in Buffalo because that's how much. I'm, t- I'm not. I'm not being I funny. You. I'm I, telling I, you, that's the real thing. So don't go to the Bills. Yes. Although we did go to where they created Buffalo, to where they created wings, and it wasn't very no, good. We have better wings here at Chaos. Well, that's right. All right. Next, his two stars, which so far on the year are four and a hundred. He is. He. If you want to shade, shade these uh, two fade. stars. Shade them. Colorado, Arizona State. Colorado is a three-point favorite. He has Colorado by eight. So will you join me in picking Arizona State? I uh, will absolutely. Odd Shark has Arizona State winning. Yep, that's what he 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 does not. And then UNLV and New Mexico, a game that if you watch, you have a gambling problem. <laughs> Even if you just watch it, if you're anti-gambling, have never made a bet in your life. If you watch it, you have a gambling. Problem. Yes, if you just have it on, <laughs> then you have a gambling problem. Uh, UNLV is a nine-point favorite. He has UNLV by seventeen. Does that high school coach still coach UNLV? Yep. They must be doing They're well. They're three and one against the spread. All right. Well, there you go. Um, all right. So let's go to some of the big games. Let's start with our uh, Kentucky Wildcats. They are a six and a half point underdog to Texas A&M. What would you do if you were not a Kentucky fan? Uh, I am betting on the game. I am taking the Cats money line. It has been an unbelievable, profitable venture so far. The fact that they were such a big dog to Florida, Mississippi mm-hmm. State. Underdog South Carolina. They've been giving money away. Until they lose, I'm going to keep betting them to win because it's been fun cashing What in. is the money line for this game? Uh, let's take a look. What is it? Probably like 1,200 or 190, something like that. It is 210. 210. So that means for people who don't understand money lines, you bet 100 you win 210. And by the way, people keep asking me that, inc- and then the 100 as yep. well. So, so you win 310, get 310 Yes. So uh, so why not? Yeah, I mean, if I was going to bet this game, I would bet Kentucky Moneyline. I, I will not bet it because I don't bet Kentucky. And even if I was being a neutral observer, I'd probably stay away. But I would bet the Kentucky Moneyline as I well. I think it would be a close game. So if you're going to give me that kind of odds, I will take them off your hands. Okay. Georgia Tech against your Louisville Cardinals. Georgia Tech, four-and-a-half-point road favorite. He has Georgia Tech by 13. Hmm. Georgia Tech's been bad, though. That's what I was going to say. And Louisville, I mean, they were up huge last week and choked it away. They're playing on Friday night. That's usually when Louisville lets out their prisons to allow their fans to go. I hate to say it, but I will take Louisville. Well, if I, you're won't, gonna bet, I, won't, I won't do it. But if you're going to bet Louisville, wouldn't you take the money line and just bet them to win? Uh, no. Louisville has never played against the triple option. That's what this says. It's tough to play against, as we learn the hard way. I'll go Louisville to cover. Not How's Louisville never played Georgia Tech? Have they not been in – I guess, well, we've never played A&M, so – so Louisville has never played Georgia Tech. You know who's on the call for this game? Dan Orlovsky. Your boy. So Dan's been keeping you from having to go to Bristol. So I'm sure you're very fond of him. Yeah, I asked Dan. I was like, look, you're gonna be in Louisville. Why don't you just stay in Louisville? And he goes, I, I just can't. I, I get it. <laughs> I completely get it. I lived there for a year and came running back. I was like, well, but you could. Like, no, I can't. Too many scooters in the way. There are, a lot, there are a lot of scooters. All right, um, Clemson, Wake Forest. 
I'm eager to hear your spread because I have strong thoughts. It is 20 and a half. Well, this guy has uh, – Phil has Wake covering Clemson by 17. Do we know, is Trevor Lawrence back? Are they playing the third string? What's happening? I would think he's back because they don't set a spread when a quarterback situation's unknown. Or but but he might just not be back and they Or that too. The game Here is Here we at, go. Trevor Lawrence expected to start. Expected to start. Um I mean I would think Clemson would want to come and pound them. Yes. Because they played poorly last week. Wake Forest is not very good. If I if you made me bet this, I would bet uh I would actually bet Clemson. I would too, but does it matter that Clemson has only covered once all year? Does does it matter to me? Yeah. Or does it matter in general? No, well, the, either one. Um, yeah, does it that matters. Worry you? I think people probably think they are better than they are, um, but I still I, I still like them. To I win. If Trevor Lawrence plays, they will cover. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, let's keep going. Um, Ohio State, Indiana. I suffered a loss betting with Ohio State. I took the over last week, thinking it'd be a shootout. It was not. Uh, the spread is 26. Uh, this has Ohio State 21. I like Indiana to cover that game. Don't you? The Hoosiers? Uh, I mean, Indiana's been pretty good this they year. They got Romeo this year. <laughs> think that's why they cover? <laughs> I mean, I think they're going to be inspired by having him. I feel like this game last year or the year before, Indiana played them real tight. Well, that game a year or two ago, that game was in Indiana, and Indiana should have won, you remember, yeah. and they kind of blew it. I want to say that was – well, I think that was probably last year if that was going to be – maybe it was opening night. Yeah. Ohio State's offense is really good. I'll still take Indiana. I would take Indiana as well. All right, Missouri, South Carolina. This one – could go a myriad of directions. Well, it's funny you say that because it is a pick'em. Where's the game? Right down the middle. The game is in South Carolina. I'm taking South Carolina. At home, they're going to feel upset about what happened last week. They win at home. Our friends at Odd Shark have Missouri by 12. Your friends at Odd Shark have been wrong most of the year. I am going Missouri. You're going Missouri? I still think Missouri's better than we're giving credit for. Your beard is really red now. No, it's more rainbow. I, over here, no, it's like, black. Look, when the light shines on it, it's it's Auburny red. It's yeah, a good look for me. I'm just saying, I'd well, never get used to it because I'm not cutting it. I never thought of you as a red beard, but you are. If I, if I were a pirate, that would be my name. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. I'm going Missouri. You're going Missouri. Uh, I saw a mock draft this week that a not only had Josh Allen going to the Titans, which I would dance in the streets for. But it had Drew Locke as the first quarterback taken in the, in the well, top I mean, I ten. Think, I, I think the thought is it's either going to be him or that kid from Oregon, right? Like, aren't those the two? Yeah. Well, he's good. Now, they have other question marks, but I still – Missouri concerns me. But what do they concern you about? I think – I said this on the football podcast. I think they're better than A&M, but their home field advantage isn't as good. I could buy that. So – But, I mean, their home field – they basically play in the middle of a park. And don't they have like goats behind yeah, the they end zone? Yeah, they do. They literally have uh, sheep. That there's a there's a sheep herder that has been given space in or at the twenty but yard the line. The tigers. I don't understand why. Well, they Well, listen. Somebody's got to take care of the sheep. Where are you going to get your cotton? But it's like part That's of not their true. game it's day. Not sure, it is. What? But yeah, I don't understand that. No, it's sheep is wool. Wool. Same thing. Wool, <laughs> cotton. Silk, polyester, you know, and Drew's always lace. buying clothes with that sheep cotton. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
I think Missouri's better than A&M, but the A&M atmosphere makes that Have you ever tougher. seen anyone shave a sheep? I have. It saddens me. Because there's nothing that looks more pitiful than a sheep that's been shaved. Think about all that hair they have. They're probably like, thank God I can breathe now. How, how quickly do they grow it back? Like I do, I, what I don't know is do you, when you're a sheep, do you produce multiple wools? I'm going to ask Google. All right. This is, this is what we need to learn here. I can't believe Netflix piggybacked our podcast last week with a Freemasons documentary. Hey, yeah, we'll get to the Freemasons here for a second. But. Uh, most sheep need to be sheared at least. That's hard to say with Invisalign. Most sheep need to be sheared <laughs> at least once a year. Your new uh, retainer. <laughs> most sheep need to be sheared. Yeah, once a year. So I would say they once go, a year. So they go from bald to what you see in a year's span. So you can produce multiple wool things. Because when I was in Middlesboro as a kid at the Fall Festival, which was a great event, it was right next to my house so I could walk to it, and there was always somebody who had a booth where all they did was shave sheep. And people in Middlesboro loved that booth. Not me. It saddened me. Because I felt like, look, you know, I, when I get a haircut, you don't just put me out on display like, watch this. But I was amazed in Millsboro how excited people got, got watching this sheep getting sheared. Can I, can I tell you what saddens me? Maybe more than anything I've seen in a long time. What? In searching for how often they sheared, I see a fact, a stat. All right. It says an estimated one million sheep die every year of exposure after premature shearing. A million? Yep. So if you... Shear them too soon, I guess. Have, well, okay, hang on just a second. If there are a million sheep a year dying from pre, pre is, do we not learn anything? Like, is there, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> has there not come a point that the, the shears of sheep are like, look, we just lost <laughs> a million of these. Can we maybe wait we, another month? <laughs> maybe we should have a different way of doing this. I'll say that's, that's tragic. First of all, how, all right, take a guess, but without looking it up, how many sheep do you think there are in the world? Let's just take a guess, because this is not a fact anyone would 30 know. million. You're going with 30? You think there are 30 million sheep in the world? All right, Maria, how many sheep do you think? 50 million. I was going to say that there are 300 million sheep in the world. Oh, way more than that. you got to think about all the sheep overseas. That's why I wow. said. Wow. How many sheep in the world? One billion in there the world. There are a billion sheep. There are 5.5 million in the United States. It's the international sheep you were sleeping I, on. No, I said th – first of all, you're saying I. I guessed many more than you. Wait, what would you say? I said 300 million. You said oh, 50. I thought you said 3 million. No, no, no. I was well, if a million of them die, then I would, <laughs> that would mean we lose a third of the sheep every year. Those premature shearers are on the loose out there. <laughs> there, would be a there would definitely be a sheep murder rate if a third of them were getting killed every year. Well, while we're on it, would you like to know the fastest time anyone has sheared a sheep? <laughs> 2.7 seconds. Uh, Maria, you got your guess? Uh, 1.2. 1.2? <laughs> what are you, covering them in gas and lighting them? Goodness. <laughs> what was it? Uh, 37.9. See, I Ivan Scott in Ireland. I, first of all, I don't, think that's a, I don't think that's a stat. That, can, that is a real record because sheep, by their very nature, are different sizes. So what if you got like a, what if you got like a miniature sheep or like a – I don't know, a, a, a Muggsy Bogue sheep. It, well, it's not going to take as long. Well, you'll have to take that up with the Guinness Book. Is that a records. regulation sheep? 
Guinness World Since Record. Since we're doing this, we're getting a little off topic. <laughs> Do me a favor. Get let's guess how many cows are in the world right now. Not don't spoon put it in yet. I yes. won't. I won't look. Uh, more or less than sheep. I'm gonna say more. more or much more because we got to eat them. Yeah. I'm gonna say 2.6 billion. Mm, you're right in line with that. What I was gonna do. Can we go over? You say you got to say a number. 3.1 billion. All right, Maria. Six billion. Wow, it's a lot of cows. You know, by the way, farting cows are the number one cause of global warming. Oh, really? I'm not even kidding. That's not an exaggeration. Farting cows? Cow cows? flatulence causes as the most causes global warming more than anything else. I've learned more today on this podcast <laughs> than I did in five years at UK. <laughs> I'm just telling you that's true. Right? How many cows are there? 1.5 billion. So more cows than sheep. Did you not know that about cows flatulence? Look it up. The methane that comes from cow butt is a huge honestly the first thing that comes up when you search for how many cows in the world the first link says do cow farts actually contribute to global yes, warming yes they the answer is yes they do substantially now i mean Amer- human stuff does collectively all the things we do as humans causes more global warming than cow farts but in terms of one thing i think i think i have read that cow farts may be the number one thing I love this podcast. All right. Let's get back to the uh, And everyone, if you're listening, stop premature shearing. <laughs> We're killing too many sheep. Michigan, Maryland. I've been all over the internet. Hang on. I got a long way to backtrack here. Just keep hitting back. Minus 17, Michigan. Michigan's at home. Yes. Here's the thing I've learned about Maryland. Whatever I bet, they do the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I have no idea. They lost a game. I think it was against Temple that I bet on them. If I if you made me, I'd pick Michigan. What about you? I'll go Maryland. Because I, I just I, I like uh, to do that because I'm always wrong. And since I think Michigan will cover, I'm going to go Maryland. All right. Um, Watch Shark has Michigan. Okay, Alabama, Arkansas. I don't even need to know the spread. <laughs> Alabama. Well, they didn't cover last week against Louisiana. What did I tell you about Nick Saban? What about it? In that game, he controls it, and all the boosters make money. <laughs> Oh, and did you say last week was the week? Yep, and he didn't cover. Well, he was up 49 nothing at halftime, and the spread was 50. I mean, that's exactly what I said. He, he, called, he knows you when did. to call you did say it. All right, so what is it? 36. <laughs> I mean, they are a 36-point favorite against an SEC team. I think they cover that easily. You do? Easily. Do we know? The game is at Arkansas. Easily. You've got – they are a 36-point home dog. They cover that easily. I'm taking Arkansas. You'd be shocked at how well Arkansas plays Alabama. Here's what I'm going to look up. I've never thought to do this. Probably been losing money, but Alabama first half spreads. I wonder what they've been because they completely – They do annihilate teams quickly. I'm going to look that up. I have to go to a different website for that so we can talk so you about would, sheep or something. <laughs> I'm glad we've taught people about cow farts. I didn't. I'm, I thought that was common knowledge. I had never heard that. Well, there you go. What, 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 what's Alabama's thing? It's not up yet, but usually it's just a little over half of the spread. So if it were like 20, I would hammer that. You would take it. All right. Georgia Vandy. Georgia's at home. Pray for Vandy. Georgia last, by the way, two years ago. 26 and a half. Two years ago, Georgia lost at home to Vandy. That's right. Did you know that? I did. I would say I'm not. I wouldn't. I would not bet this. It's 26 and a half. I would take Georgia. Me too. You would? I'm not like you. You just said what I'm thinking. Not going to bet it, 
but Georgia's going to want to kill All right, now this is a game I think is one of those. You're testing a lot of theories about gambling. Auburn, Mississippi State. Auburn is a four-point favorite. Auburn's a four-point favorite at Mississippi State. Now, this would have been a game that last week Mississippi State would probably have been the favorite, and I would have probably bet on Mississippi State. Now, would you take Auburn? Yes. I would too. I mean, Mississippi State just might not be very good. Would you like to know the odd shark predicted score? Yes, I would. 28.8. Two. It's 28.8. Yeah, they always have a decimal because they do it computer numbers. Oh, okay, 28.8 to? 28.8. Oh, they're predicting an, a rare tie. What are the odds? Never seen that. <laughs> 28.8 to 28.8. Well, that does tell you how close they think it'll be. Obviously, that won't so be if the score. Right, so if they think it's that close, don't, why don't you take Mississippi State because you're getting four and a half? Because I disagree. I think Auburn covers. How much did we beat Mississippi State? What was the final score? 28-7. 28-7. They just might not be good. Their offense, they can't move the ball. I know. I thought they were good. Going into the year, people were calling Nick Fitzgerald one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He hasn't done much. He's still good on his feet, but he can't throw it like he needs to be able to. Yeah. No, you're right about that. It's just interesting. I, I want, And everyone is blaming that coach. It'll be very interesting with Florida playing LSU and Auburn playing Mississippi State. If LSU were to kill Florida and Auburn were to kill Mississippi State, does that make us not look as good? Similarly, if Mississippi State were to win and Florida were to win, we might look like the – That's the, what we need to root for. But really, that guy, Joe Moorhead, inherited the roster from last year and has done nothing with it. And don't forget South Carolina, Missouri. I mean, all the teams we've played, we could end up looking like – I mean, when we come on Sunday, we could see Kentucky three – like their opponents 3-0 and and us beating A&M, or they could have gone 0-3 and we lose to A&M. Yep. So I guess we're big Florida and Mississippi State fans. Yeah, in South Carolina. All right, um, Miami, Florida State. Miami is a 14-point favorite. At home? Yes. i take Miami, wouldn't you? Florida State's awful. Yeah. I don't know, rivalry game. Well, Phil's got Florida State covering. Miami by five. Odd Shark has Miami by three. By three? That's just, I mean, Really? That's such a big game. I could see Florida State playing up to them. Florida State almost lost to Samford. And needed help beating Louisville. All right. All right. Underdog pick of the week. Oh, I can't wait. He's done He's actually a three-point dog, a one-point dog, and a pick em dog. Texas over Oklahoma. Ooh, that's quite a pick. The spread is uh, – there is one. Seven and a half. Oklahoma. At Texas. He yes. has Texas winning by seven. Odd Shark has Oklahoma by 16. Uh, there's no way Texas wins this game, right? No. No. But he has Texas winning. And his last two weeks, his underdog play has won outright two weeks in a row. Well, he's I mean, picking, he did. He's picking coin flips. <laughs> but he's got right for two straight weeks. Other than the loss at Maryland, Texas has looked pretty good. So you're taking Texas? At seven and a half, I'll take them. All right. I mean, they killed USC. They beat TCU. Yeah. All right. His revenge play of the week, Air Force. 
I would say when the Air Force has revenge, you got to watch out. They've got missiles. <laughs> oh, they're playing Navy. They got boats. Oh, <laughs> it's a battle of the armed forces. What's the spread? Uh, Navy is a three-point favorite. Yeah, I'm taking Air Force. They've got the Air Force. It's because of the revenge. Do we know why they have revenge? Uh, I have no idea. Let me see if I can look this up. What I always like to read his explanations as to why people have revenge. Uh, Air Force, where are you, Air Force, Navy? Well, I can't find it. I guess, I guess it wasn't that much revenge. All right, his series play of the week is Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Oh, he says, oh, here's what happened last week with Navy and Air Force. You ready? Mm-hmm. Navy surprised Air Force last year. And for the first time in seven years, did not run a triple option and instead passed the entire game. And, no, so he thinks they're holding a grudge for that. Like, what are you doing changing the game? Yeah, we had your tape. All right, I'm I'm for that. I agree. Northern Illinois. Uh, Northern Illinois is a three-point favorite. Who do they play? Ball State. Yeah, you got to go with Northern Illinois. Yep. Jason Whitlock went to Ball State. Is that why we're betting against them? Exactly. And finally, situational play of the week is Georgia Tech over Louisville. What's the situation there? That, that Louisville, Louisville sucks. Has, <laughs> that Louisville's never seen. Uh, the, the situation is Louisville stinks. Okay. You like that? Uh, it's a great situation to be in for Louisville. All right, so there you go. So Louisville, uh, Georgia Tech, we're going with Georgia Tech. All right, NFL really quick. His four-star lock of the week, Eagles – Versus Vikings. Eagles, Vikings, Eagles. The Eagles, I've now lost money on the Eagles every single week. I don't, I, don't bet against the Titans. Are the Titans good? Well, they're like Kentucky. I didn't think they'd be as good as they are, and it's mainly their defense. So, I don't know. Is Kentucky good? It's the same thing for me. Kentucky's good. Right, I believe Kentucky's Titans are good. Titans aren't good. They'd be 4-0 if not for that five-hour rain delay. Titans don't have Benny Snell. That's true. Who does? Eagles. I already forgot what game you asked. <laughs> Eagles, Where Vikings. Where am I? Eagles, Vikings. Eagles, Vikings. Philly is a three-point favorite. Yeah. See, I take and, – and where is this game? It's in Philly. Easy. Take the Eagles. They're I going, like that, too. I like that. That's going to be my four-star uh, I'm on an NFL pregame show lock of the week. Okay. I'll roll with you on that. I'm not on an NFL pregame show. <laughs> well, you could be. Just that wait. Might, just wait one day. Orlovsky will be busy, and you're going to be on it. I, I have not looked at a single NFL thing, but that will be in the conversation for my one pick of the day. And just don't bet anything else. I, I think that's a really good pick. All right, let's talk for a second about the Freemasons. So last week, <laughs> you and I brought up the Shriners and the Freemasons. Two things. One, Netflix released a Freemason documentary that week. Coincidentally, I just want to know. I want you to know, we had no idea there was going to no. be a Freemason documentary. Is it a coincidence, or were they listening and knew and, and that public day, interest was high? And within a day, they created a Freemason documentary? Well, maybe they were sitting on it, waiting for the right moment, and then they're like, listen, there's a buzz about Freemasonry going on. H- have you watched it yet? No. I haven't either. But I am fascinated by it. I saw on Twitter today, John Calipari is speaking to the Rotary Club soon, and I'm going to sneak in as media but I'm just going to watch for the handshake, the rotary handshake, so we can learn it and know more about it. You know, I was in a fraternity, and I, in, th- in that fraternity, there's a thing you do. So there's a handshake that is the fraternity handshake, and I do not know it. It involves, like, 
putting your fingers under the other person's hands and then like smacking them or something. Like every time somebody, like I'll meet sick. There's a lot of people that were in my fraternity that go. So at Trancy, the fraternity I was in was the dorky fraternity. I know that shocks everybody, but it was. It was Delta Sigma Phi. But at UK, I don't know if it, it may not be the dorky fraternity because it seems like they're dudes who are kind of, you know, they're on the scene, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, they come up to me and they'll go, the thing you say is, are you a sailor? But the problem is I, no, I don't know what to respond. <laughs> There's a response you're supposed to say, and I never remember it. And I just go, yes. Sure. Sure. And then they, like, try to give me the handshake, and it involves, like, you shake it, and then you take your fingers, and you, like, and, it's, and they do it to me, and it feels weird. And they've just asked me if I'm a sailor, and they're, like, touching me, and I never know what to do. So the point of that is I think the rotary is the same way. You should go up to people at the Rotary and say, are you a sailor? Okay. <laughs> and then see what the response is. I do find it odd. All my friends were in fraternities. Mm-hmm. I just went to whatever fun party was that weekend. I, I was the winner there. But then, like, to this day, they'll see someone out from, like, a different school or maybe much mm-hmm. older, and they're like, oh, I was a whatever. And they'll both stop and look at each other and be silent, and they'll do some handshake. And I just think it's the weirdest thing ever. Hey, well, I don't know them. And, and, you know, all the KSR guys, Tall, Hubby, Tomlin, Brian Dufresne, we were all in that fraternity. None of us know how to answer the question. None of us remember the handshake. And most of us, when someone comes up to me and says, are you a sailor, I just, it makes me awkward. I don't know what to say to him. I just want to go, yes, I was a SIG. Like, like why do we need to, like, you know I'm I was. 40 years old. I was a SIG. <laughs> you know I was a SIG. I know you were a SIG. Like, why do we have to speak in code? Do we not want this guy to know we were SIGs? Like, why are we doing this? But do you want him to know you were sailors? But what is the sailor part? Like, the, at the end of the day, what you're trying to say to me is, Matt, I was a SIG. Just say that. I'm good with it. Just don't ask me about sailing. I don't even swim. I think <laughs> that's actually what you're supposed to say back. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, what class were you a SIG? I remember you. Are you a sailor? I don't even swim. <laughs> so, anyway, so you're going to go to the rotary thing. But now a lot, I had a number of people write me, Drew. And say that they are Freemasons Ooh. and that they would be willing to come explain Freemasonry ah, to us. I would love that. Well, see, I was going to say the opposite. I was saying that I was going to say it wasn't necessary, but, but you would like that. I would like to learn their witchcraft. <laughs> I want to get invited to the it Lions Club. It sounded like to me one of the explanations was that maybe Freemasons at the time were more free thought. Like the Church of England would tell you this is what God said, and the Freemasons would be like, no, God's over here doing other things. That makes sense. And thus they were free. Okay. And, and the guy that created it, his name was Mason. <laughs> Mason Tackett. <laughs> but no, there, we, we, we have a lot of Freemason listeners. I probably had 10 people write me and say they were Freemasons and also Free Money and uh, podcast. Free, and Free Meek Mills. <laughs> And they also want to free meat mill. So, so I, I want to be clear, though. We aren't mocking no. the Freemasons. We did not we know what it was. We just didn't know what it was. Just like I'm not mocking the sailors no. or, or anyone else. I'm just saying, you know, I'm 40 and a man, and I don't need to be asked if I'm a sailor or I'm a mason. The only people we are mocking are those inconsiderate, just savages who are savages. premature – 
shearing sheep. There's no excuse for that. If there's one thing this podcast gets, what is going on over there? Why is Lil Wayne, who looks half dead, being interviewed with Odell Beckham? Well, it's a big week for Lil Wayne. The Carter Five just came out after several years of waiting. Why does Lil Wayne look like that? It's Lil Wayne. People try to argue, including, let me just say, my girlfriend. She'll be like, Lil Wayne's really smart. Do you believe that? I mean, he's very talented. That's a different question. I didn't ask if he was very talented. Do you believe believe that Lil Wayne is deep and smart? Doesn't he drink, like, cough syrup? Uh, Perp, yes. He almost died. Yeah. I mean, that in and of itself is something, right? Yeah, that wasn't smart. <laughs> I, we don't condone that. But, I mean, you look at Lil Wayne. He's going to come up here on the screen. I don't know why they're interviewing him on ESPN. But you're going to see him. Do you look at him and go, now that's a dude who I'm going to let do my taxes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, now that you mentioned it, I think he's been in trouble for not doing his own taxes. So, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's another thing. I don't understand how dudes that are that rich – why are taxes an issue for you? Get somebody to do them. Like, you should have somebody for that. I don't have nearly the money Lil Wayne is, and I have someone do my taxes. Uh, me too. We have the same guy. Yes. Lil Wayne should go see Patrick. By the way, isn't it about time for me to do that again? Isn't it like October 15th? Is no, it's the, April. It's October No, I know, you. but you can get an extension, <laughs> and I always get an extension to sort of rest and get ready. <laughs> I mean, I've already paid. The way it works is if you get an extension, you, have to, you, pay, you pay what you think it's going to be. And inevitably, I like doing that. Look at him. He is not. <laughs> anyway, I like it because then when it's less, once I do my deductions, I get a check, and I'm like. There you go. I'm more of an April guy. Yeah. Well, I just like to get it done. I don't know how we got off on that. Anyway, uh, that should be the name of the podcast. I don't know how we got off on that. So we have free thought. Free. So uh, the barstool guys are they getting here? Is that no? That's not one of them. They'll be here uh, for the next couple hours, and they'll be here all night. If you if you start listening this to this afternoon, come on out tonight. Watch Colts Patriots. I'll, will you be here tonight? Uh, yeah, I'll be here tonight. Uh, he might, and uh, we'll have a good time. Maria, you have your Colts hoodie on. Yes, already got wing sauce on it. Nothing. You eat wings today, so that must be from no, previous I, Colts game. I ate at uh, Chipotle. Oh, okay. This is brand new, and I already have sauce on it. <laughs> oh, well. oh, before we go, our Braves. Your Braves. I quit. I, I switched. Like your Freds, I forgot. I went by well, gear. I, mean, I, I, sw- I bought gear to I get switched, fired up. I switched only because I, I shouldn't have switched. I just switched so I could go to the games with Tall. But I, I, I am still like him. I am for him. I, I, I want him to win. Yeah, okay. I want him to win. So, uh, yeah, they, they, are, they play – let's do our baseball picks. They play the – Dodgers. The Dodgers. We'll, I, I'll go with Braves. Yes. All right. Rockies, Brewers. Uh, we'll go Brewers. That, Major League Baseball cannot Although, like that that's, a, that that's a series. We have a, a friend, a former U.K. pitcher, Chris Russon, is on the Rockies. In what, in what sense is he our friend since I've never heard well, of him? Well, I know him. but uh, How do you know him? It's just from running around town. So you just run around town with Chris Rusin? Yeah, when he, when he's in. Really? Well, how about no. never heard this before? No. Well, a bunch of my friends are his friends. Oh, okay. And so, we so, so you're just ah, you're just you're claiming him. Yeah, but so no, like Josh played. Hopkins is friends with a bunch of people. No, so no, now I'm are, friends with him too. He, he he was when I was a ten roof regular. He was a ten roof regular. Steve Zahn plays basketball with George Clooney, so I consider okay, him but, to be a but friend. But really, he played well. He came in the wild card game. Uh, Played well. Yeah. Got a cat making moves in the playoffs. Good. That's what I was getting at. I understand. Uh, Astros and Indians. Aren't the Cleveland. Astros like the best team in the world? Verlander had his best year. 
Yeah. So I'll take the Astros. But I'm going Indians. And then Yankees, Red Sox. Mm. I hate that rivalry. Are they? Is it, I don't even know anymore. Is it a five or seven game series to start? Do you know? No. I mean, there was a time. I haven't watched a baseball game in five years. <laughs> but I'm pumped for the Braves. So you don't know if it's a five- or seven-game series? No. I didn't even know the playoffs had started until like an hour ago. By the way, you know what else will surprise you? You know what's, what happened last night? Hockey started. I thought it just ended. Well, I didn't know hockey stopped or started. I thought it was just one continuous year. <laughs> yeah, they, somebody asked me, are you all going to get the, uh, the hockey um, – like league yeah, pass. People ask me that too. People ask me that, and my first question, my first answer was, "Well, of course not." But then the answer is yes. We've actually already gotten it, and I would have almost, I would have bet any amount of money that the answer to that question was going to be no. But the answer is yes. We do have the hockey, whatever. Uh, in talking to hubby the it's other best day, best of five. In talking to hubby the other day, he made a good point. Whatever you think people don't like, there are a lot of people who like it. So you could like. I bet we get a huge hockey crowd, and I would never expect that. Yeah, I doubt we get a big one. But, but, but like, sometimes people will come in here. We had somebody come in here the other day and request the Winnipeg Jets preseason game. Daniel, cameraman Daniel Dunstan asked about figure skating if we would have it on. And he was not kidding. No, His didn't. sister is a big figure skating fan. He asked on her behalf <laughs> if we will show figure skating here. And I said yes. You absolutely. Know, you know, Johnny Weir is my friend. There we go. Because Tom Hammond, I know, <laughs> and they're good buddies. So I, I, I would consider that to be good. Well, listen, thank you all very much. Uh, we hope good luck with your bets and uh, just good luck with your lives. This has been the Free Money Podcast.